Hello and welcome to Pandemic Parenting Sucks, episode number 38. And this episode, it's been a couple weeks, it's almost been an entire month, so where have I been and what is going on? Well, since we last talked, my kids, my two older kids, both finished school, and since they were on B-Days, they got to actually be at the school building on the last day of school, and we went and took pictures, and my 11-year-old's teacher is moving away, so this was her last year, and it was also my 11-year-old's last year at that school, because next year he'll be going to another school for 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, and, but my eight-year-old will be returning to that school next year. She may end up going to the school that her brother goes to after that, but it's a lottery system, so she has to get chosen to go, so we will see how that works out. But my three-year-old will be attending preschool at the Montessori school with her big brother. And we ended school on May 21st. We ended on a Friday. Also on May 21st, my air conditioning in my house decided to stop working and my house got up to 85 degrees. I did an emergency call in to the air conditioning people. We've used them before, had no problem with them. They came out that day, so they came out the 21st, which was really important because on the 22nd, we left for vacation and I'm going to do an all podcast on its own about vacation and packing and what vacation was like and where we all went and everything. This is just a, where is, where have I been? What is going on? Um, so we left on the 20, the last day of school is the 21st. We left on the 22nd for vacation. So we had to get the air conditioning fixed before we left because our cat was going to be here and I didn't want the little bugger to get hot. And we did have, um, my mother and father-in-law were going to take care of the cat. So they were going to spend several hours a day at our house, taking care of the cat and making sure everything was okay. And I didn't want them to sweat. I didn't want him to get hot, which apparently was a non-point because like three days after we left, the high was 52 here. So it got apparently very cold while we were gone, which was fine because we were at the beach. So... We, um, they fixed it, supposedly. Everything was great. Again, we didn't know because we were gone. And then it got really cold. So we turned it off and we just turned it on Friday. So I'm recording this on a Monday. So the previous Friday we turned it on and it didn't work. And as I'm sitting here recording this, my house is 83 degrees with all the fans on and the air conditioning on. And we don't know why the house is not cooling. We don't know what is going on. But I did call the air conditioning people and they're going to come out tomorrow morning and hopefully figure out what is going on because I do not want to get up into the hundreds, which it will get into the hundreds, and have my house only be 80 degrees. It is not going over that much over 80 degrees, but it is going over 80 degrees. And my air conditioning is set on 68 and it is still 85 degrees in my house with all the fans and everything going. So I'm hoping we can figure something out there. I'm really worried that they don't know what's going on. It took them three and a half hours last time and they just kind of threw the spaghetti at the wall and did everything. And like, again, I don't know if it actually worked 
after we left because it got cold and we turned it off and we just turned it back on and it's still not cooling. So yeah, that's fun. Um, it's, yeah, it, it's cooled in the past. I don't know why it's not working now, but it's not even blowing out of the vents. It's like, if you put the, your hand on the vent, you can feel air, but if you go like even an inch above the vent, you can't feel the air. So I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if it's like there's a clogged vent, if we should be worried about something. I have no idea. So we'll, we'll figure that out. Um, we've been home for just over a week and it's been crazy busy. I, and all of you guys have been on vacation with children. It takes a while to get back into the groove of things. And we came home Memorial Day. So right before Memorial Day, we were driving and we came home. So we've been home for a week. In this past week, we have gone to the water park twice. So they finally opened it, which is great. And it's incredibly busy. There's a lot of people there. I'm expecting that, uh, you know, it's only been open a week. There's no other like public water parks we bought a season pass, which is great. It's really, really expensive. I think we calculated it that myself and the kids, if we go 10 times, it'll pay for itself. And if myself, the kids, and my husband go, we only have to go eight times and it'll pay for itself. And we've already gone twice. So my goal is to go enough that it pays for itself. But one of the good things about it also is the because we have a season pass otherwise it'd be really expensive i think it's 12 dollars per adult 10 dollars per child for three hours at a time but the thing is since we have a season pass we can just go for two hours and leave and be okay we can go later after because the time slots are 11 30 to 2 30 and then three to six so like the line at 11.30 to get in is crazy long, um, winding through the parking lot. And so what we've been doing is going 30 minutes after that for the line to get through. So because we have a season pass, we're not like, we have to get our money's worth. We can only, you know, this is the only time this month we can go to the water park. We can only do this at this time. We gotta get, you know, we gotta get all of our money out of this it's so expensive because we don't have that pressure on us we can go a little later after everyone's actually got in and the line isn't that long we can go when um we can leave early before everybody starts leaving before there's a big crowd and we're able to do all of that because we don't have that pressure and yes we did pay that money up front yes it hurt to pay that much money up front but it got rid of the pressure. It got rid of that. We need to get our money's worth. Um, we're only doing this once. So like I said, I already, I went on a Friday afternoon the first time. So I did the three to six time slot, which was really busy from like three to four. And then after four, a lot of people started leaving. Um, I guess a lot of people rolled over from the morning time slot. So they booked both time slots online and stayed over for like another hour or so. And then they left. And there really wasn't a lot of people after that, but it was still busy. There was still a line to get on the slides. It probably took a good 20 minutes to get on the water slides if you wanted. We went Sunday morning during um, a specific family swim time, and that was only for two hours. But there was nobody there. 
maybe 50 people in the entire park. The kids were able to walk right onto the slides, no waiting in line, nothing. Um, there was few enough people that I could spot where my kid was at all times. I knew where they were, what pool they were in, because there's multiple different pools, multiple different areas. And the, well, and my eight-year-old's the wild card in this situation. My 11-year-old is a good enough swimmer. I'm not worried about him. And he's tall enough that I'm not worried about him in the pool, which is three and a half feet. And the water slides, I knew where, I'm like, okay, he's on the water slides or he's in the small three and a half foot the pool that only goes up to three and a half feet deep. I did because I took them the first time without my husband. I did say, sorry, buddy. I told my 11 year old, he cannot go into the deep end. He cannot go into the deep pool because I can't have eyes on him while I have his two sisters with me. And he took it really well. He was like, okay, that's fine. I'll just do all these slides. And he did play in the three and a half foot pool a lot. But the, again, my eight year old is the wild card. Um, she is just over four feet. She can play in the three and a half foot pole, but it go, it does go up to her neck. It's not a huge thing, but um, because she is shorter and the pool is deeper, I had a hard time keeping eyes on her and trying to figure out where she was in the pool. The Where with my 11 year old, who is five feet, two inches tall, I could find him anywhere in the pool. It was fine. Uh, and of course, I had the three-year-old with me, so I was with the three-year-old at all times, which was ironic because the first day we went, which was a Friday, she slept until she laid on me on the pool. She got into like the little shallow area, freaked out, wanted to sit on my lap, and then she ended up sleeping until it was almost time to go. So she slept on me in the pool. There was like an area that have like chairs in the water, and I was sitting in the chairs in the water watching her. And she just came up and fell asleep on me. And she fell asleep like 3.30 and slept to almost 5.30. Which also meant I was trapped and I couldn't walk around and get eyes on my 8-year-old. So I was having to use my 11-year-old as my eyes that day. And it was very busy, which made me very anxious. And I was constantly telling my 11-year-old every time he got off the side, he had to come in and check with me. And, you know, tell me he's okay. And if I hadn't seen his sister, so if I hadn't seen this 8-year-old in a long time... I'd make him go find my eight-year-old and come back and tell me where she was and how she was doing. So that made me like really anxious taking all three kids by myself because it was so crowded and the lazy river was not even open. The lazy river was not open either day I went because of short staffing, which apparently is an issue all over the country because when I talk about our vacation, when I do a vacation podcast about it, everywhere we went, we went to several different states, all had staffing issues, all had um, low staffing issues, especially the hotels. And when I'm going to bitch and complain about the hotels when I do the vacation blog. Um, but the, with this, that made me anxious because I couldn't keep eyes on my eight year old. She's not that great of a swimmer. She could probably swim enough to save herself. But if she got, you know, around other big kids that were rowdy or something, I wouldn't be able to intervene because the three-year-old was sleeping on me. So that made me very anxious. So Sunday morning when we went to the family swim, my husband did come along and we did let the 11-year-old go into the deep pool. He was going to go on the diving board, but then decided not to go on the diving board. So we're okay with that. 
and he'll make it there. We have swim lessons start on tomorrow as I'm recording this swim lessons start tomorrow. So it's fine. We'll figure it out. The, I will say, um, I'm very pleased with the pool. There's five bazillion lifeguards there, which makes me incredibly happy. The little, just a little, little kid pool, which is only goes to a foot deep, zero entry. There's three lifeguards just patrolling that pool. The three and a half foot pool has four lifeguards. I guess the lazy river has six lifeguards, but again, it hasn't been open anytime I've been there. The slides have two lifeguards at top and two lifeguards at bottom. The the big pool, the big pool at the deep end has um, three lifeguards in it, but it's a smaller pool area. So like all of that, very pleased, very pleased, very clean. Um, what was disappointing when we went there Sunday morning, it hadn't opened yet and we were there a little early. So we played at the playground right next to it. And there was just trash everywhere. People left their towels, people left sandals, people left, you know, food containers and drink containers and stuff. It was just trashy. It was really trashy. And it's unfortunate because I feel like we, we don't get nice things here that often. And to have this nice thing and have people just trashing it when it hasn't even been open a week is very disheartening. Um... So that's, you know, what we've been doing the week since we've been home. Obviously, the um, air conditioning not working is kind of disheartening, to say the least. Um, but we'll, hopefully we'll figure out figure out what to do with that. I'm hoping to get back into a workout routine starting this week. I tried last week and failed miserably because, unfortunately, for me to be able to work out with my husband's schedule and the kids and the facil- facility's time clock... I have to go five in the morning and I was able to make it one day at five in the morning, but it was incredibly difficult the rest of the week. Um, my three-year-old sleeping habits aren't great right now. The kids are still a little out of sorts. They're finally getting back to normal. But again, after being on vacation and away for so long, getting back into a routine and we're into like a weird summer um, holding pattern right now. June is busy, but it's busy in spurts. July is busy, but it's it's even more busy than June, but it's um, all looks the same. So it's very, it's busy, but it's easier because it's all the same. June, because it goes in spurts, it's more difficult. So like swim lessons start this week. So Tuesday and Thursday are swim lessons. However, we are going camping on Sunday through Wednesday. Please don't rob my house. So we're going camping Sunday through Wednesday. So then that's another really busy spurt, but they'll miss swim lessons on Tuesday. Then Thursday we have swim lessons again, but my son has Boy Scout meeting on Thursday. And then the next week we have swim lessons again, but nothing else really going on besides swim lessons. And the week after that, my son and husband are gone the whole week because they're going to Boy Scout camp, sleepaway camp. So we have like these big spurts. We have these spurts of things going on. Um, and that can be difficult to say the least. The and because it, because of the it's not uniformly busy. It's more difficult for the kids. Uh, my especially for my eight year old, she wants to know what's going on, where we're doing, what's you know what's up. This week, this past weekend was really busy for them for a weekend. So like I said, we went to the water park on 
Friday. Then we went to my mom's house for the town celebration on Saturday. And then Sunday we went to the water park again. So that was very busy. And that's a little different for them having the weekends busy and the weeks be slightly slower. So again, like the only thing going on this week during the week is swim lessons. But on the weekend, we're going to be getting ready to go camping and their father's birthday is on Friday. So it's more difficult that way because that's out of ordinary and there's no real pattern to this busyness, which can put the kids out of sorts. The And then July is uniformly busy because they have summer school every day in July from nine to two, which I think will be great because it'll be back to like in-person in classroom summer school and it'll kind of get them ready and prepped for when school starts in August. Um, While we were on vacation, I think we're maybe day four of vacation, I got an offer to teach a summer class that started on Tuesday of this week. So I may, I don't even think I had a week's notice to throw a summer class together. So I am teaching a summer class. I know I was bragging that this was going to be the first time in almost seven years that I've had a summer free. Well, I was wrong. I am teaching a summer class this summer, but it is all asynchronous online. So it's not, I don't have a specific time that I have to do something, which is really great. I while also while on vacation picked up two more classes for the fall. So I have three classes at one college and two classes at another college. So that's five classes total for the fall. So far, uh, I may pick up one or two more other classes at the other college. I don't know yet. Uh, As of right now, though, the interesting thing, even though I picked up two more classes at the other college, I am teaching four dual credit classes And I love dual credit classes. I love teaching the high schoolers. It's my passion. Um, They are probably my favorite. I don't want to say audience, but they are probably my favorite um, aggregate to teach. They're probably my favorite group to teach because they're so shiny, so new. They're so eager to learn. Uh, Last year was very difficult teaching dual credit with everything being unstable not being able to be in the classroom. I'm going to get to be in the classroom this fall because I'm vaccinated. So I'm super excited to go in and see everybody and actually teach face to face. I don't even care if I have to wear a mask, but as of right now, it kind of looks like I might not have to wear a mask. So fingers crossed for that. I'm really hoping before school starts in August that I'll be able to get my 11-year-old vaccinated. It'd be amazing if I could get my 8-year-old vaccinated, but I'd really like to be able to get my 11-year-old vaccinated before school starts. But Again, that's up in the air. I don't know. Fingers crossed for that. Uh, I have a huge list of things I want to get accomplished this summer. My husband and I wrote them on our whiteboard in our bedroom. Yes, we have a whiteboard in our bedroom with to-do lists on it. And they're not like day-to-day to-do lists. They're like, in the next three months, we want to do this. In the next four months, we want to do this. So, and it's a quite a, it's a little over 20 items to do. We were able to get one of them done already, which was very nice. Um, But they're not like huge things. I mean, there are a couple huge things on there. I need to resurface our driveway. We have an asphalt driveway. I did it um, eight years ago and I need to do it again. I should do it every five years, but this is my life. 
Um, we do have several holes and divots that I need to fill in and then I need to reseal it. It's not a huge labor intensive, time intensive job. I, I mean, I did it before. It's a six car driveway. It's all asphalt. I would rather do it myself. It's going to probably cost between five and $700 to do myself versus paying someone several thousand dollars to do it. So I will be doing that. That's my big job this summer to do. But it needs to be consistently over 80 degrees with no rain for me to do it. So last time I did it, I did it at the end of the July, beginning of August. And I think I'm going to do that again. I just don't want to run me into school starting. So that's my plan. Fingers crossed that I get my big job done, which is the driveway. My, you know, other things are like small, like uh, fix air conditioning. Um, unfortunately, that's not on there. I am tempted to write it on there so I can just check it off when it gets fixed and hopefully it gets fixed. Honestly, I have no clue what's going on with this air conditioning. I just want it to work. Um, then we have the... I don't know what to say the rest of the summer. Um, I don't think we'll be taking any more trips this summer per se, maybe small weekend trips, but I don't think we have any planned. Um, again, I'm going to do a whole nother podcast just about vacation. And I haven't decided if I'm going to split it up into like packing and prep podcast and then like the actual vacation podcast. Um, we went a bunch of places. It was fun. Uh, you know, like we were gone for maybe 10 days, but I prepped probably for the two weeks up to those 10 days of what was going on and getting everything ready and, you know, having Amazon bring stuff to my house. Um, the, and thank God for relatives that have prime. Um, so yeah, we got that going on. And that will probably be my next podcast. I'm probably going to release maybe two this week. I don't know. Don't hold me to it. I've been really bad about doing this. Really bad about finding time to do it. The only time reason I'm doing it right now is because my three-year-old fell asleep in the chair. Oh, I'll, one more thing. We have started potty training. Like hardcore potty training. Like she is just wearing underwear except when she sleeps at night. The irony of all ironies is the past four nights... She has woken up completely dry. She has not peed in her diaper at all. She has not used the diaper at all. However, she has peed in her underwear and pooped in her underwear. Um, I don't know how other parents do it, but if she goes number two in her underwear, I just throw them away. I don't try to clean it. I don't try to make it nice. I don't try to reuse those underwear. They just go in the garbage. Now with my first two, I did try to clean them. I soaked them. I used OxyClean. I was like, well, you know, we'll reuse these underwear. I have learned my lesson by the third child. I just throw them away. In fact, I just spent $100 in underwear at Walmart because I wanted extras. Because I'm just, if she's pooping in them, they're getting thrown away. She has done really well. Um, she's done better with her baby potty than the big person potty, mainly because the every time she's had to potty, a sibling has been in the bathroom. So having the baby potty in the living room has worked out really well. Um, she's when the first day, the first day was absolute horrible, wanted to cry, horrible day. She had one success that entire day. And that was the first one in the morning. So as soon as she woke up, I was like, oh, you have to pee pee in the potty. And I put her on the potty and she peed. 
every time she had to pee after that or poop after that was on the floor, on my couch, in my chair. Um, one time I asked her if she had to go pee pee on the potty. She told me, no, I put her on the potty. She didn't pee, took her off the potty, was pulling her underwear up and she peed all over my hands. So that was a horrible day. Like that was, I'm like, oh my God, she's never going to be potty trained. She's never going to go to school. I'm going to have to homeschool her because she's never going to be potty trained. Um, thankfully after that day, it got a little better and now she may have one accident a day. Not horrible. We have not conquered the pooping though. She is still doing the pooping in her underwear, which is unfortunate. Um, so that we'll have to work on that. But the peeing, we've gotten down to maybe one accident a day. Yesterday she had no pee accidents, which was amazing, but she did poop twice. So it's like, look, mom, I'm doing really well. And then look, mom, I'm not doing really well. Upside though, is she pooped in her brother's room and he didn't lose his crap. So maybe we're having growth on the other spectrum with my 11 year old. So she's got to be potty trained by August 16th because that is the first day of preschool. So we are working on it. We're working on it hard. I try incredibly hard not to punish when it comes to potty training, um, not to do timeouts and stuff, but to do rewards. However, I have a sneaking suspicion in the back of my head that I may have to do timeouts when it comes to her. Um, I didn't punish her the first day, you know, we just rewarded, you know, when it happened and every time she had an accident, it was like, no, where do you go? have to go pee pee. We go pee pee in the potty. And even after she peed, I would make her sit on the potty. Um, obviously she didn't have to go because she peed on the floor or on my hand or whatever, but I wanted her not to get the reward of essentially peeing and running where that's what I learned my lesson with my eight-year-old when she, she was hard to potty train because she didn't want to stop playing. She didn't want to stop moving to go to the bathroom. So I figured out with my now three-year-old that I need to take that reward away, that I'm just going to run. Look, I can play now. You know, I'm, I peed, I'm done. I don't have to sit on the potty and take forever to pee. So now we still sit on the potty for what? Between 10 and 15 minutes after she pees. So every time she peed on the floor or made a puddle on my couch or in my chair, I would sit her on the potty and made her sit there anyway. So I guess maybe you could say that was a punishment. I made her not have the reward of instant gratification afterwards. And that seemed to work because the next day she sat on the potty and went pee. Now, granted, we are like running to the, there's no, she's not saying I have to pee she starts to tinkle and goes pee and then like clenches and stops the flow. And then we run to the bathroom. So there's not a lot of warning. So that can be difficult, but I'm hoping by July we'll be like cruising into being good potty trained. Like when we went Saturday, when we went to my mom, she still wore a diaper. Uh, if I'm driving in the car, she has a diaper on. If we are going shopping, she has a diaper on because I don't trust her that much. And I don't want to be in the middle of the store trying to find someone and say, my child just peed all over your floor. Um, again, we've done that with the other two. So I'm hoping to avoid that a little bit, but I'm, I know that offers inconsistency for her and that can make it more prolonged and have bigger issues with it. But unfortunately, when you're the third kid, the go along kid, you have to make, um, allowances for scheduling. When we went swimming, she still wore a swim diaper and she will wear a swim diaper all summer just because I don't trust her 
and I don't want to be the kid, you know, the parent of the kid who poops in the pool or the parent of the kid who's like actively peeing while they're sitting in the pool. So she still, when she starts swim lessons tomorrow, she will still wear a swim diaper, even though she's doing very well with potty training after the first day where I cried on the floor in the fetal position, rocking back and forth because I thought she was never going to potty train. So hopefully that works out. Another funny bathroom humor thing for you. I'll leave you on it. It's, it's hilarious, kind of hilarious. Um, I was getting ready to go to the bathroom. We have our cat, Dylan. He is a bug catcher extraordinaire. He loves to chase bugs, kill bugs, eat bugs. Um, I prefer he didn't eat them, but you know what? If you're going to kill a spider for me, you know, consider it your ward. Crunch away. And he is looking in our bathroom, meowing. And this cat does not meow. He meows when he's in pain. And he meows that there's something he wants and he's very upset by it. So um, he's looking at the ceiling. Um, I can see him from my bedroom because he's in our master bathroom and I look in the doorway and he's looking up the ceiling and he's just yowling. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? And I walk in there and I look up and there is this huge spider. It's an orb weaver. Look him up. It was like the size of a quarter on my bathroom vent. And I ran out of the bathroom to go get a vacuum cleaner because I'm short. There's no way I could reach this. It's going to fall on my head. I have a huge lion's mane of hair. It's like my nightmare to have a spider stuck in my hair, by the way, just FYI. And so I ran out to go get my vacuum and I come back and it's gone. I have no idea where it is. It's not on the floor because while I was in there, I cleaned everything off the floor because I'm like, this fucker falls on the floor. I need to be able to see it. Not on the floor. I'm assuming he crawled back up into the bathroom vent. No idea what's going on. Every time I go into the bathroom, I look up see no spider look up see no spider look up see no spider last night and those of you that are moms that have given birth to multiple children will understand this i'm getting up to pee around 1 a.m i i pee every night 1 a.m to 2 a.m you know 2 a.m now you know my schedule sorry too much information whatever so i get up to go pee I flip the bathroom light on and he's there. He's up on the bathroom vent and he's looking at me and he's rubbing his little spider legs together because he knows I'm not going to get him again because it's, you know, one in the morning. I flip out. I call my husband. I'm like, there's a big spider in the bathroom. There's a big fucking spider in the bathroom. You need to come kill him. I'm too short. And he's like, groggy because I am waking up. He's like, oh, there's no spider. There's no spider. He walks in there, he looks out, he goes, holy shit. And my husband doesn't cuss that much. He's like, that is a big spider. I'm like, that, I know, it's like the size of a quarter. Um, so he gets my sandal, smacks it off the ceiling. It falls to the floor. It's still alive. We're all like squealing, like, you know, tiny children running away from this huge spider. And finally we smash it, we kill it, and we throw it in the garbage can. And... Not going to lie, when I got up this morning to the bathroom, I checked to make sure it was still dead in the garbage can. It wasn't like one of those weird serial killer spiders from like horror movies that you think is dead, but they're not really dead. You know, like Jason spider and like little spider arms coming out of the garbage can. It was still there. It was still dead. Just so everybody knows it's not running loose. Um, And I was talking to my father-in-law about it and he's like, I wonder if it laid eggs. So yeah. Now I have that nightmare to think about. And now you guys have that nightmare to think about. And until next time, thank you for listening to my podcast.